0: Welcome to the Vancouver Boys podcast.
1: The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the
2: Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys podcast. Woo! Hey, welcome back to episode 30 of the Vancouver Boys podcast. I'm your host this week. My name is Jake Jude, and as always, I'm j- joined by my fantastic co-hosts, Marcus Keller, how's it going everybody? And Tyler Robinson. Yo, yo, yo. Fun week of hockey to get into, and we've got plenty to get into. But before we jump into any of the news of the day, Marcus, fake sponsor. Take it away. All right.
1: Well, just to remind our listeners out there that our fake sponsor is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we will be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Pizza Pizza's new chicken sandwiches. If you thought the Canucks power play was the worst thing you'd ever experienced, you clearly haven't tried these. Pizza, pizza. No, we're not Little Caesars. Those things are horrible. The <laughs> literal worst thing I've ever experienced.
2: <laughs> I don't even think they have pickles in them. I think it's some sort of like byproduct. <laughs> so
1: you think it was just fake pickles?
2: Yeah, like they just grew them in a lab, like the leftovers from their pepperoni or something. On <laughs> I took a bite out of one of these sandwiches (laughs) and threw up in my mouth. It was disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. We figured we'd give our fake sponsor this week at least a shot.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. I I bought them on the way over here. I was like, you know what? I I saw the ad for them and I went, no, there's no way these can be good. So I picked a a few of them up on my way over here, bought three of them. got mine with no pickles and I'm glad I did. (laughs) Um, and uh, brought him in. I watched them both try it before I did, and uh, ee, I'm glad I didn't have pickles. Yeah, my god. Like honestly, the chicken was palatable, right? Like yeah, it my, was whatever.
2: Yeah. But the pickles, oh my god!
0: And they like it, like the pickle juice melted into the freaking <laughs> bread. Like, <laughs> like it didn't just like soak into it. It like melted because it's not real. <laughs> like it's disgusting. Yeah. You know. Don't ever go to Pizza Pizza and get the chicken sandwich.
1: <laughs> don't
2: get don't get chicken sandwich from pizza joints. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably a safe bet.
2: Don't, Not don't, a bad idea. Yeah.
1: From how you guys describe it, it sounds like they're just nuclear pickles in there.
2: Just <laughs> may as well be. It's just like from the smell to the te- uh, anyway. Yeah. Just stay far away. Not a good idea. Do you know what else isn't a very good idea? Putting Alex Chase on, on the first power play unit. Yeah,
1: well, that was And it's even... about
2: time that the Vancouver Canucks finally figured out that they should take him off of there.
1: And then they put him on
2: the second unit.
1: <laughs> and then they put him right back on the first unit after a couple tries. They got six power plays in that game against New York. Mm-hmm. Six! Capitalized on zero of them. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing.
0: So there's some good odds there.
1: Yeah. I feel yeah. bad because we, we won that game. I should be happy about it. But, like, Jesus Christ,
2: yeah, no, the we story
0: should here. not
1: have won that game. <laughs> no. Well,
0: here's the team showed up for one period and overtime. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, it, the, story, overtime. the story here is definitely the power play. Their yeah. power, I, I don't know the exact figure of where they rank in the NHL, um, but 32nd. Really? They have the worst power play in the NHL? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I buy it, though. Makes sense. Their power play is um, Quinn Hughes wheels it up through the ice. Gets just over the blue line and then rockets it to the sideboards where it bounces off the wall, their D-man picks it up and fires it down the ice. Yeah. That's the entirety of their power play.
1: It's embarrassing to watch. It's so frustrating. It it gives me a headache. They're not only were they 0-6 last night, on this homestand, they're four games in, they're one for 16 on the power play. It's impressive. Those are awful numbers. You almost have to be trying not to score. I know to be that bad. Yeah. We are literally better five on five than we are in a power play. We are better off with the other team at full strength.
2: Yeah. I got to say, though, it was nice to see the Canucks beat a good team. Because yeah. so far, all Felt their wins good. this year have come from beating bad teams. So the was, Rangers are a good team.
1: After the second period, I was really even debating on what I was going to say. Or did we get goalied? Oh, they have Panarin or at whatever. And then the third period came out and I was like, where did this hockey team come from? Where were these guys the first well, two periods?
2: It wasn't that they were really that much better than the Rangers in the third, it's just that they were competing in the third, right? And they got some lucky bounces, you it's know, some the phenomenal goaltending. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's <laughs> the big one. We have to get here, right? into that. That but, sequence by Demko. Yeah, but you know, like they were getting lucky and I think the the big takeaway from that, well there's a few big takeaways, but the first one I want to point out is Pod Colson. Him scoring that goal in the way he did is huge for him. Absolutely. And hopefully that he can build from this and he can he can, you know, gain the trust of the coaches to actually play him in the third period. You know like. <laughs> what would
1: help him build from that, though, is if he got to play after he scored, because that goal was the last time he touched the ice in that game.
0: Isn't that the exact same thing that happened last time? He scored a goal in like the first period and didn't play the rest. He of the had, game. He
1: had like two more shifts in that game. This one, Green just shut him down, just took him right off. And admittedly, there was a lot of special teams, and he's not on the penalty kill, and I guess he doesn't trust him enough to put him out in overtime, but, like, Jesus Christ, he's not a bad hockey player.
2: Yeah. Anyway, uh, the power play clearly isn't working, and they need to go back to the basics. They need to draw something else up, or what they need to do is take a look at what other teams are doing. It's just, it's insane how they can't figure it out. The Canucks power play used to be their bread and butter. Now they can't figure it out at all. Well, look at the Rangers. The Rangers went, what, two for four on the power play? exactly. One of them
1: he scored in three seconds. Yeah. Back to the D-man, over to the side in the net. That was it. Well, the
0: other one... Ricky and Zibinijad coming off the bench, nobody picked him up. Yeah. He went straight through, and Panarin feathered a beautiful pass in. Yeah. That was for, a beautiful tapping. For goal. a tap in. But, but I think but...
2: that's more to do with the Canucks having the worst defense in the league. Well, than... and
0: the forward didn't pick up Zabinijad. Nobody picked up Zibinijad. Yeah.
1: However, I will give this to them on the penalty kill, that Mott is still not in the lineup. Sutter is still not in the lineup. Those are two of our best penalty killers right there. Yeah. Just not there. Hammonick, this was his first game back. where He, he did okay, by the way.
2: Another big takeaway from that game and a big takeaway from the beginning of the season. Um, Thatcher Demko is playing fantastic. He's got, you know, pretty mediocre numbers, but judging by his play, he's back to uh, some pretty top level form.
1: It takes a big performance from a goaltender to get a building to give you a standing ovation. That's not like an easy thing to do as a goaltender. Mm -hmm. He did that twice in that game yeah. my sister was there she said that's the loudest she's heard that building since the Sedin's final game was when he made those saves it was nuts
2: yeah i had to watch the replay back i think twice before i caught the fact that he like scorpion saved the puck
0: yeah yeah and he got his freaking yeah. heel on it yeah yeah no
1: blocker no, no blocker no stick <laughs> yeah
2: no blocker no stick no problem i mean like that kind of save though it isn't a, like it isn't a good goalie save right? Like it's a lucky no, it's save. A, it's a Desperado but, save. <laughs> sorry, John Garrett. It's, what? <laughs> he, he, that whole Desperado thing drives me nuts because Why? he was trying to say desperation, but he's an idiot. So he said Desperado. So he said he calls it that. No know. one ever calls it that. Anyway. No, well,
1: do you know what Desperado means?
2: Yes, I do know what a Desperado is.
1: Okay. Well, that's kind of what Demko no, was No,
2: because he, uh, He meant to say desperation. It's called a desperation save. Everyone knows it as a desperation save, but John Garrett said desperado once because he made a mistake. And now everyone in Vancouver thinks it's like a thing. Drives me mental. It's just John Garrett's an idiot. Like He's an idiot. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Tyler, what were your thoughts on it? I thought it was insane. Like Demko's play this year has just been ridiculous. Obviously, he doesn't have the greatest numbers. But look what he's had in front of him. Exactly. So for what he what he's dealt with, I think his numbers are are fine. He's looking better. Hopefully the team gets better in front of him. And then you could see Demko as a a Vesna nomination.
2: <laughs> you better hope not. I, I do better <laughs> hope not. Speaking of fantastic goaltending performances from a while ago, because you know it's been a few days now. But um Tuesday night, the Predators also had a game where they were outshot two to one. The shots were 40 to 22 and they came away with the win because wow. of UC Soros.
1: It sounds like they didn't deserve to win that. Game. No, they didn't, they but didn't, and they had a penalties in overtime. that weren't right, we, we, we can
2: get to that. But <laughs> the, the point I want to bring up before we talk about that is, wow, does UC Soros look good? I mean, some of the saves this guy makes, it's like, you know how I always talk about if he was a little bit bigger, he'd be able to make saves that he just wouldn't
1: a little bit bigger or if he was two any... inches taller.
2: Yeah. It, it, well, like I was watching this game and he is making those saves. Now he's, he comes farther out of his net. Did he grow? Has he grown? No. He, <laughs> <laughs> he comes. He finally hit his growth
0: spurt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like six, three. at like 25. Yeah.
0: He's wearing platforms.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys done? <laughs> no. He we'll what he's doing is he's coming farther out of the like he's he's coming farther out of the net, which puts him a little bit out of position sometimes. But he's making the saves that kept going in in, in years prior, and it's really cool to see. And so they ended up winning that game, in which you know a lot of people wouldn't have expected them to win. Uh, it was against the Calgary Flames, um, and yeah, I was I was really happy to see them come away with a win like that.
0: Well, the other thing is is Soros is getting a lot more reps now too with Rene being retired. So he, he's starting to feel the net a little more, figure mm. things out, figure out where he needs to be, and he's getting a lot more confidence because he knows if he lets a bad goal in, he's not getting the net taken away from him. Yeah. So he can be a little more aggressive. He can be more confident, and it's going to make him a way better goalie. Yeah.
1: He, he's just got to watch his exposure, though. If he's if his technique is now to just stand a bit further out of the net, he's got to watch those backdoor plays because those will kill him. But See, if he can keep that under control that's awesome
2: I, I'm glad that you brought that up because you know that's actually a big part of it too is I was noticing that he he cheats but he does it in a way where he he's kind of responsible about it right like he makes those big sliding backdoor saves sometimes too mm-hmm. but he comes far enough out that he he just puts himself in the position to make the save you know like let me give you an example there was a <clears throat> a specific play d-man pinched in from the point he was at top of the circle um, typically with nobody in front of the net, you can go blocker side high, and you're going to score 99 times out of 100 on him because mm-hmm. he's just too small. He and he goes down, and he doesn't have the no goalie has a reaction time to, to go up like that. But he came far enough out of his net. Definitely the not Becca Renee. Well, let's not talk about Becca Renee because we'll get, we'll, to get that. we'll get to that. But the, the shot ricocheted off his shoulder. 99 times out of 100, he just closed the hole in, completely. Exactly, in, in 90 times out of 100, and in the past that shot would have gone in, and this time it didn't. And I had seen other plays in the game where he was still, you know, being able to slide far enough across to make saves on the back door too. So his, his play has just has gotten so much better in the last year. It's crazy. And again, you know, I saw the score put out a, uh, a list of their top five Vesna nominees early in the season, and it's just an absolute joke.
1: I believe I saw this too, actually. And I remember I almost sent it to you guys, and I think I, I got distracted. I don't remember why I didn't send it, but the list is awful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number five, James Reimer. Yeah. Number four, Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, well,
0: <laughs> have you seen his fucking numbers? was going to like Have that you one. seen
2: his numbers? Exactly. That's all it's fucking about. Like, well, guess what?
0: He's got good numbers. He's the best goalie in the NHL no, right that, now.
2: It drives me crazy. Like how they judge it on these stupid numbers. These guys just play for teams that are hot right now. It has nothing to do with their goaltending. Number three, Igor Shesterkin. Yeah, that, that's that, fair. That's that bad makes bad. sense. That's, yeah, that makes sense. Number two, Jacob Markstrom. That's a fact. He got three shutouts in four games. Yeah, that's, that's... good. He he's he's playing well right now. Yeah. I'll give him that. But the team's playing good in front of him too. Well, well, that doesn't and disqualify then, you from. <laughs> I, the know, best I know. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to play on a good team. <laughs> I
2: know. I'm just saying that a lot of times, and I've said this before, that they give too much credit to to mediocre goalies on really good teams i love philip grubauer getting nominated but for the jacob best markstrom
1: the is not a mediocre goalie right now like you said no yeah you, he's, you don't, he's don't he's get playing three well. shutouts in four games because you have a good team in front of you yeah no That's i think he's a good goal
2: i think he's a good goalie um and he's you know he and Shustukhin are the goalies that I would assume would be here but for god's sake number 1 is Frederick Anderson
1: well he yeah. he hasn't lost a game yet
2: exactly because he's right. on a good team but, but there, you have their entire goal-
1: roster hasn't lost a game yet either yeah
2: and need i remind you all 5 of these goalies were considered to be washed up or non options last year yeah so it's just people take this vezna nominations and Vesna race thing just it drives me nuts you know actually watch the goalies rather than just looking at the numbers
0: I think that list is correct I I, I think some of it I I think wrong. I think it's about as correct as you can make it this early into the season you can't you can't really base it on anything else
2: I think I think a good pick in there teams have played like
0: goalies have played like five games max Six games well, max. Well, yeah. Was
1: that list like actual Vezna predictions or is it just like as of right now, of if you right had now. to hand it out to someone, those would be who would be on No, the they English. do like
2: a power rankings, right? So they say oh, okay. like who's in the lead and, and who yeah, can catch right. up, much like ground right they now. have to make. Yeah. Because if, if that's
1: the case, I get most of it. The only one I don't really like there is um, Reimer. That one doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. And, and same with Anderson. But the I, rest of them, I get. I mean, Anderson just hasn't lost. That's why he's there. Yeah. And if he goes the whole season without losing, he's going to win
0: the Vezina.
2: And I would gladly we'll, give him
0: the Vesna if he doesn't lose a game all year. That's nah,
2: stupid. <laughs> uh, whatever. I don't know. I, I get really worked up about it because I just, I, I see time and time again, goalies getting nominated or even winning the Vesna just because they're on good teams. And it drives me mental. And this goes for other other trophies too, which well, I've I've gone into. When Bobrovsky
0: honest. won it, he wasn't on a very good team.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he, exactly. But he was a good goalie that year. But he, he deserved won. to win it. <laughs>
0: he's gonna win it again
2: (laughs) anyway there's plenty of news to talk about so let's move into some other stuff we were talking a little bit earlier about how rough the canucks defense has been um, but there's a bit of a glimmer of hope in in the near future here looks like travis hammock is back and he is with the team but trade him him for uh anybody (laughs) yeah um but as a result they sent down uh rathbone
1: I think this is the best thing for everyone, honestly. I I like Rathbone. I think he's going to be a wicked player on the blue line eventually. I think he just needs some more time to develop, right? I think too many Canucks fans, myself included, got a bit too excited last year when he came up for like the last four games of the season. And he got a goal. He had a couple assists. He looked really good. But that was on a very depleted team. It was not hard to look like a star on that team. This is a better roster The defense is slightly better. Um, He he just needs a bit more time to develop. I think this is the best thing for him, and I think it's the best thing for the Canucks right now. But I have no doubt he'll be back up here in pretty quick fashion.
0: Do you think uh, Hammonick takes Pullman's spot eventually, or do you think
2: Pullman and Hughes are going
0: to stay together for the year?
2: Well, they were kind of grooming Hammonick and Hughes to be a bit of a pairing last year, right? So it would make sense that they would put them back together. Also, I don't think Pullman's a first pairing D-man. So, no, I wouldn't put him there. He's not,
1: but he's kind of the yin-yang for Hughes, though, in that he's all defense. He's got no offensive ability whatsoever, but he's all defense. Hughes has some defensive ability, but, man, you, you need someone who's solid back there with him because he, you don't want Hughes to be the last man back, right? That's not his job. Pullman, that can be his job. Yeah, we need F back. Yeah, I was,
2: thinking
0: about, I, I was thinking about Tanev,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I miss that guy so much.
0: Say, ever since they've put Oliver Shillington with Chris Tanev in Calgary, he's been lights out. He's off to a really hot start, scored a beautiful goal the other day. Against confident- Nashville. <laughs> against Nashville. His uh, confidence is growing, and everyone's saying this is to do with playing with Christopher Tanev. Mm-hmm. And I, we saw it with Hughes. We're seeing it with him, I think, uh, Losing Tanev is a big piece and a big loss to the Canucks.
2: Yeah, hopefully Pullman can be that for him in the in the midterm. But maybe Hammonet can be that too. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're both not bad options. But what just breaks my heart about Tanev is that the night that Calgary signed him, we actually sent Tanev an offer. And it was even in the news already that Chris Tanev's agent said, okay, we're going to take the night to sleep on it. And Calgary came in and offered him almost double what we offered him. And so they obviously, they signed it. It was a no brainer. Yeah. But it's too bad because he's making, I believe, 5 million a year right now. Had we signed Tanev to any term for 2.5 mil a year, we would have been fine. Our defense Mm -hmm. would not look the way it does right now. And it's, uh, yeah, it just breaks my heart a little bit because I always loved Tanev. I always had a soft spot for him.
2: Yeah. Well, because he was a rookie in 2011, was he not? He was. He,
1: I believe, was like the seventh defenseman. Like he didn't play in most of the playoff games, if any, I don't Mm -hmm. think. Um,
2: but his name would have been on the cup had they won.
1: I' not sure of the rule on that actually, but it it might have been. I think it would have been.
2: Huh. Well, somebody uh, somebody missed the mark there, namely the Canucks. <laughs> they yep. didn't win because we're cheap. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, because they didn't sign Tanev,
0: and because we lost the
2: cup, probably
1: because we're cheap. <laughs> well, but <in laughs> all- we, did,
0: we didn't buy the refs like Boston. <laughs> <Yeah. Wow. laughs>
1: I, I get why we didn't sign Tanev to the contract, though. I mean, that that was his first non-injury-stricken year that he just had with the Canucks before he signed with Calgary. Like, the whole time we'd had our, our rights to him. Yeah. So I, I totally understand why they didn't want to go forking out that much money to him. But yeah. looking back, uh, I would be more inclined to do it knowing what we know now. Yeah.
2: You could almost say it was a bit of a goof move. <laughs> what a goof! <laughs> just transition himself into that wow welcome to my segment uh, where our weekly where I go around and I find a story in the news um, that is either a player coach franchise organization what have you and just find a story where uh, they have completely made a fool of themselves and this week we actually have a high school fan base there was a video that uh, that was circulating on the internet of this high school uh, hockey team who was playing or whatever and the visiting team had a girl in that and the, it was a men's team then uh, it was, I think it was a high school team. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: But like, it wasn't like the high school women's team. It was like a men's team.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. It was boys. Yeah. It was okay. just the high school okay. boys hockey team. All right. That, right. Okay. And uh, yeah, so they, the other team had a girl in net, and the home team's crowd started chanting. I don't know if I really want to repeat it on the podcast, but some pretty obscene stuff towards the girl and you can probably fill in the blanks yourself. And it wasn't just one kind of like chant it was like a few different ones throughout the course of the game and the name of the high school is armstrong i believe but uh, i won't go into any more specific detail it isn't that
1: wow i mean that's uh that's pretty classless Mm -hmm. i i saw the video earlier it's uh didn't sound good Mm -hmm. didn't sound good and i mean you know you want to say there's a time and a place but there's really not even a time and a place like yeah i know Kids nowadays, I tell you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the uh, the high school came out and mentioned that they were suspending all student student sections for future games. So, and kind of one strike and you're out there.
1: Yeah, well, it kind of sounds like the right move. Yeah, I get I, I, I get why. Right, like oh. if they if the school just goes, hey, you can't do that. We better not see you do that at the next game that you all go to again. Yeah. like I, I I get it. I would yeah. find them for all their lunch money starve them to
0: death Yep, (laughs) (laughs) that's what you get payback's a bitch (laughs) no that's horrible there's there's no time or place ever yeah like going to a a game's fun right exactly uh,
2: hazing the goalie is a fun event but like whoa
0: usually you just say their last name or something just try and throw them off their game
2: but
1: and i'm all for that kind of stuff i get it but like when you go into you know, gender or race yeah. or, you know, even religion, like it's kind of personal things like that. Mm-hmm. You just don't go there. It's a line. That, yeah.
0: Line that you don't cross.
2: Yeah, yeah. Some of my fondest memories growing up, we're going to giants games and heckling the opposing goalie. But oh, like yeah. you mentioned, there's a, there's a line there for sure.
1: I used to love that even at a uh, Vancouver Canadians baseball games when I was a little kid, yeah. and the whole crowd will get into it and they'll start roasting the pitcher if he lets a few home runs go, oh, yeah. and the whole crowd just gets so loud and they're chanting his last name and stuff. And I'm like a little eight year old kid. I barely know what's going on. I'm like, yeah, you suck, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It's a fun culture, but like, yeah, but we there's didn't... a limit. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, there's... know your
2: limit. Play within it.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Bet responsibly.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of having a limit, apparently the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs have no limit to what they will pay their players. (laughs) (laughs) Morgan Riley has re-signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs for an eight-year, $7.5 million AAV contract. Holy cow. This now ties up. I believe it's $48 million in five players for the next four or five years. Yep. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing. The actual number 7.5 I'm okay with
2: it's an overpayment.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm okay with the AAV. That's a lot of term though. That's a long time to be paying them that much money. Uh, I would have liked that contract a lot more at like a four-year contract but that that's a long time to be committed to him yeah for sure.
0: Morgan Riley is statistically one of the worst defensemen in the league defensively. Really? Yep. They did a stats breakout mm-hmm. and he was in the bottom 3. I don't remember who the other ones were. Derek yeah. Pouliot yeah. <laughs> and Sven Bertchez. <laughs> <laughs> Sven Bertchez. The forward. Yeah. Canucks
1: legend defenseman, yeah. current Henderson Knight. <laughs> With Derek Pouliot. Yeah. 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 They're a um, pairing. Um, um yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, he is just an awful defenseman. He, he's all right up front. I don't think he would be near as
2: good if he didn't have good players around him, but he... Yeah, oh, I, I just don't know where right. they're finding this money. Like, oh, where are they finding Marner's this money?
0: Marner's got to go next year. That's you think the only, they got to move him? He has to. Um, they they physically can't afford to keep any of their players.
2: Yeah. I think they'd be better off... Yeah, you're right. Trading Marner and getting two $6 million players for him.
0: Yeah. Mar- Marner has to go because Nylander's contract is too good for what he's producing. Yeah. You're not going to trade Matthews. Yeah, no. You can't trade John Tavares. No. He's got a no-movement clause. Marner's the only one that's movable.
2: Yeah.
1: So, he's got to go. Yeah. And you know what, too? They'd get a huge return for him. Like, some team will heavily overpay for Marner. Oh, throw him the in Knights. Detroit or
2: something. No, I think the Knights, because if the Knights lose out on, which we don't know yet, if the Knights lose out on Eichel, which is a story that we're going to cover in a bit here, yeah, then I think they're going to be looking to replace that need. And it's and Marner. Well, Marner doesn't quite fit the need because they're looking for a centerman, but um Marner can play center. He was a center yeah in junior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He can play center, but put him on a line with Stone and Well that yeah. that
1: was what I was gonna say too, is Vegas has really good players to supplement a player like Marner. And yet yeah. he's Marner, you know what? He might not score that many goals. But what I will not take away from him is he is one of the most creative players in the league, in my opinion. Just some of the plays and the passes he makes, you think, man, like, I, I can't believe he saw that. Like, he had the vision to do that. Mm-hmm. I, again, I don't think he's worth what he's paid, mm-hmm. but a creative guy like that playing on a really steady Vegas team, I think, can make a huge impact.
2: I guess this kind of naturally segues us into the whole Eichel situation. It do. It so, um, we should mention that uh, we are aware that an Eichel trade is pending it is yeah. it's coming um but unfortunately we don't know what it is yet uh so we can only speculate as of now and hope that it doesn't happen in the next <laughs> few days <laughs> hopefully so, it
1: doesn't happen before you hear this yeah
2: so what we are aware of is the calgary flames have offered matthew Gachuk a former first round pick a future first round pick and two prospects yes so um tyler uh what do you think about this offer oh for, for jack eichel where do i
0: sign yeah. if, if i'm the buffalo Sabers, where do i sign matthew kachuk and a first i would accept because matthew kachuk's gonna play at least eichel you're never gonna eichel's never gonna play there kachuk is a potential leader for your team a potential all-star um, I, I think this is a fantastic deal. If you're Buffalo, you get some cap um, relief because Eichel is a lot more expensive. And yeah, I,
1: I don't know why they haven't pulled the trigger already. It's a stellar deal for Buffalo, I think. I mean, Matthew Kachuk is an extremely skilled player. He could be a future captain for that team, uh, depending on how motivated he is to go there in the first place. But the fact that there's two prospects on top of it, The only reason I could see them turning this down is if Vegas has offered something better and we don't know what Vegas has offered. Allegedly Vegas has made an offer at at the time of recording this and it's been kept very under wraps. We don't know what it is. The flames package has been leaked, I Mm -hmm. guess, but that's just it. We don't know what the other offer is. The only reason I can see them shooting this down is if Vegas's offer is better. Which would ha- also have to be ridiculous.
2: I think this is the best possible move that Brad Living could possibly make in his entire tenure as the GM of the Calgary Flames.
1: You don't see this as like a gargantuan overpayment? No, sir. Two prospects, a first, a former first, and Matthew Kachuk for Eichel. Yeah, who might not play
2: who won't play this year who and might not play ever. I
1: guess that's the other thing too. We haven't even discussed is that we don't know if Buffalo would have to be adding anything. If they have like kind of a mock trade, they've already set up. Yeah. Maybe it's not just all of this for Eichel. Maybe it's Eichel. They get skittered. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then it's no longer the best movies ever made. <laughs> well, in terms of cap, this kind of has to be <laughs> it, right? Like in order to make the cap work, it has to be it. Um, but no, I think this is a brilliant move by Bride Tree Living. And let me tell you why. It is no secret that Matthew Kachuk doesn't really want to be in Calgary. And that his first chance to get out, he probably would. Right? And you think Buffalo is going to be different? No, I, I didn't say that. I just said he doesn't want to be in Calgary, which, okay. is, which is the important part here. The other key piece here is that it is probable to assume that everyone on that team hates him. <laughs> If you if you look at this guy's tenure in Calgary, every time he gets in a fight or a dirty corner or dirty area or he starts getting pushed around, there is not a player on that team that's coming to back him up. They do not like him in Calgary. They don't want him on the team. And so far, his numbers this year have been pedestrian. They've been okay, but they haven't been that great. The team's looking good. I think that Bradtree Living's looking at this as an opportunity to get a bit of a cancer out of the dressing room. And am bringing a guy who really wants to win. It's been no secret that for years, Jack Eichel has been getting more and more frustrated with the Buffalo Sabres because they aren't winning, and for no other reason than that. He wants to be on a winning team, and that's the type of guy you want in your dressing room. And a payment like this, it's a big one for sure. But if they're a good team, which they think they are, and they hope to be in the near future, a future first might be a 20-plus Twenty. <laughs> no, 20 no, no. We're keeping plus. that in.
1: It's twenty plus. plus.
2: Twenty <laughs> plus whatever overall, and a couple of minor leaguers. Uh, also, a former first overall. I mean, what that could or first round pick that could be what Dylan Dubé, right? Like it isn't going to be Andrew Mangiapane. It's going to be. Could
0: be.
1: I believe I saw a rumor that he was part of the package at some point, but that, well, I, I, I haven't. Nuts. I no. haven't been able to find it again. Mangiapane
2: is the best player on that team you might have seen there was a post I remember seeing on on some um, popular uh, NHL Instagram page where they had mentioned that Kachuk and Mangiapani were the only untouchables on the team. Um, and clearly that had changed. So uh, if it's right. if Maybe it, if it ends up being Kachuk and Mangiapani, that then yeah, that's <laughs> quite a bit of a trade. but I think you know like I think it's gonna be like Kachuk, Dubay a first and then two minor leaguers. And frankly, I think that's probably a pretty good trade from Calgary. It, it sucks for Calgary right now because they're sitting in such a
0: good spot starting out the year. Exactly. And now they lose a perennial, perennial piece mm. of uh, of their team. But, I mean, it works out for Vancouver, I guess. Yeah. Except for the fact that now, no matter what happens, Eichel is coming to the Pacific Division. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of Jack Eichel, and uh, I'm kind of excited for
2: it. But not this year.
0: <laughs> no not this <laughs> yeah that,
2: that's that's the other big thing to this is that both teams have said that they support his um interest in getting the neck surgery that he wants to get well that so, was one
1: of his requirements for a trade is that the team he went to had to be okay with him getting yeah. the surgery but
2: again like he can't demand that right no. like that he really doesn't have any kind of legal position to be like hey i'm not coming to your team if you don't let me get the surgery yeah. but he has made it very clear that he wants the medical clearing and the medical support from those teams
1: the other kind of Almost non NHL related thing to this is because they've kept him so long without getting the surgery. It seems like he will not be able to play in the Olympics either. Which had they oh, gone yeah, through with no. it, had they gone through with it earlier, he probably could have been okay to play, assuming he made the recovery as they hoped he would. Yeah. No.
2: It, let's say he gets traded today. He gets the surgery next week. Even uh, he's still got like a ten month recovery. He's not yeah. playing until till next season. Yeah. But. I mean, if you're if you're There's trading for, for a guy playoffs. like that, also here's the other thing, right? Like, to me, it looks like if Eichel, <laughs> if Eichel comes to your team and you do well, he'll want to stay. Like, he yeah. seems like the type of player. Like, he'll he'll want to lead the team. He'll want to help the team win. Yeah. So, and I don't think I don't think he's a cancer. I think he's definitely a good player. He was just in Buffalo where they had nothing. You know, like he he put that team on his back for years and almost brought them to the playoffs a few times, but.
1: Which says a lot about him as a player. Yeah, no, he's
2: a phenomenal player. And if he goes Sick to Calgary, mouth. I might need to change my perspective on them. But... Ooh, some big I know. words there. I know. Well, but I mean, still I still don't think they up. have enough pieces. But
1: Isn't your girlfriend a Flames fan?
2: She is, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: That must be... Do you, do you guys have troubles at home
2: yeah. with that? Um, I've, I've interrogated her parents on whether she was dropped on her head <laughs> as a baby, but... <laughs>
0: Makes me want to throw up. Yeah, almost more than that chicken sandwich <laughs>
2: <laughs> speaking of which uh, we should take a break <laughs> so um, we're going to go ahead and do that um, but stick around and uh, we'll catch you on the other side of the break right after a word our fake sponsors
1: This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Pizza Pizza's new chicken sandwiches. If you thought the Canucks power play was the worst thing you'd ever experienced, you clearly haven't tried these. Pizza Pizza. No, we're not Little Caesars. We'll be right back.
2: You're listening to the Vancouver Boys
0: podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six.
1: Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap.
2: UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Alright, welcome back from break, everyone. Uh, plenty more to talk about in the second half of the show. So let's jump into the news of the week. Um, let's start off with some exciting news. There is pressure to kick Gary <laughs> Bettman out of commissioner of the NHL.
1: Woo! Hell Maybe yeah. Canada won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, as, as a Canadian, that is music to my ears.
2: Unfortunately, it's for a pretty terrible reason. It's in conjunction with his reaction to the Kyle Beach situation, um, which we touched on last week, if you want to hear our thoughts on. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I just... I think that it's just kind of a circumstance thing it's unfortunate that this is kind of the reason why there's pressure to get him out but there are so many different reasons to get this guy out of office and it, they stem back all the way from you know having multiple lockouts um, you know ignoring uh, CTE links between um, fighting and hitting in the game to them uh, players developing cte later in life um, you know there's just it's a ton of reasons for for this guy to, to be kicked out of, of this position and even if they weren't these reasons, it might just be time for a change. You know, no one should really occupy a position for this long.
1: Yeah, there's something to be said for that, for sure. Um, My biggest problem, my biggest two problems with him have been the way he's treated Canadian markets and just the way he's marketed the league in general. Those have been, other than obviously the more recent things that have just now come to light in the last few weeks. These are things that have bothered me about him since I've been a hockey fan is finding out how in the States, how little we're marketed and how little he's put pressure on any sports networks to to show, showcase more hockey, right? And, and don't even get me started on how he's treated Canadian markets, mm-hmm. right? He's like, we already have you. It doesn't matter how poorly we treat you. You're never going away, so we don't care about you. All he wants to focus on is markets where no one wants hockey.
2: Yeah, It's funny that you mention that, though, because like, Atlanta moved to Winnipeg during his tenure.
0: Yeah, but I feel like he had no choice on that one. No. Why? (laughs) There was just... There was such a push for another Canadian team. And there was... I mean, look at how many freaking teams are in America compared to Canada. And we're we're the better hockey players.
1: The other thing was Winnipeg was kind of this weird blackout area in central Canada where it wasn't really close enough to any major city that they were making any revenue off of it. Like, the reason they won't give Quebec... their team back is because those Quebec fans slowly over the years have kind of just morphed into Canadians fans. So they're still making their money that way. The Quebec city fans are just spending money on the only other French team. That's where their allegiance is. Winnipeg didn't really have that. They didn't have a team close enough to them that you could go. Yeah. Most people in Winnipeg are a fan of this team or that team, you know? So if they wanted to get money out of that market, they had to put a team
2: there. You hear that yellow knife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's hope. still hope. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, needless to say, it's probably just time for him to uh to step down. Time for a change. And I also think that it may be time for Bill Daly to step away too and and replace him as well. Just just to shake things up, you know, bring in some fresh ideas, fresh people, and uh hopefully we'll see some good good changes.
1: Well, that's my only my only concern is that you know, no matter how Gary, how bad Gary Bettman is, how confident are you that the next guy is going to be any better, right? <laughs> well, the bar is not really that high, is it? Dude?
2: Could be me. Okay. Um, there's cause <laughs> Great. Now, now
1: there's a team in Milwaukee. <laughs> no, yeah. no,
0: no. Only if they sponsor me. <laughs> if
1: players, so you're just going to take backdoor bribes. Yep. Yeah. Mayor Milwaukee's like, hey, yo. I'll give you a, a <laughs> pack pack Old up.
2: Mill if you put it. <laughs> yeah, he's going yeah. to suspend all sponsorships with every single one of the partners in the NHL, and the only sponsor is going to be Old Milwaukee. <laughs> old <laughs> Mill <laughs> owns the NHL. Tees. Right, and yeah. twisted tea. Yeah, right. Yeah, you one mean. half
0: and one half. Yeah. <laughs> they each get a conference. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the West is uh, is twisted tea, and the East is old milk. I All was right. thinking the exact same thing. There you go. <laughs> All right, I, it's a great idea. How about like that? The-
1: I replace Bill Daley. You replace Gary Bettman. Perfect. Cool, Jake. You can be the guy with the white gloves that hand the cup out every year. <laughs> 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 you know the guy with the hair. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Jake, you got great hair. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think go to the uh three positions I won. <laughs> I get the best yeah. one. Yeah. You can shit come around.
0: <laughs> Yeah. No, I think that'd be great. Yellow knife would be getting a team. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> we'll put we'll put a team in every Canadian province. That's a great idea.
1: Yep. So add one send, in what? Send, Newfoundland, Labrador. all those maritimes over there
2: (laughs) (laughs) going through your grade three education
1: trying to think back those those ones (laughs) prince edward island that's the other there you go we're putting a team
2: on the moon on a (laughs) (laughs)
0: barge oh we could have a team in the moon a team on the ocean (laughs) Lovely. yeah right your pacific ocean team yeah and that pacific ocean team one year could be the pacific ocean team and then they could be in the Eastern yeah, Conference. They next could just flip flop between <laughs> yeah. conferences. Yeah, they, they next
1: they, year they're in the KHL. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: They float their way around to and then they're like in Florida and then yeah. up to the KHL.
2: Pavel Datsu, Gilead yeah. Kovalchuk, just all the guys that go back and forth. Yarmer Yager's on that yeah. team.
0: Yeah, just just hop on the barge.
2: Come back to the NHL. Yeah, Alexander Radulov's on that team. Oh god. <laughs> Is he still playing for Ducks? So, yeah. I think so, yeah. We've gotten so far off topic here. We usually do when I yeah, start talking. Well, that's <laughs> the, it's the second half of the show. This is kind of what happens. It's four off topic. <laughs> Speaking of being off topic, Subban has been way out of line lately. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, he's almost taken over for Evander Kane for our weekly segment here after yeah. the break. The is the Subban. Oh wait, should we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give it to him.
2: There you go. Give it to. Him. Give it to. Give him. it to him. It's uh, Ryan Lover. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again. Subban went out and sleuth-footed a guy for like the not the third week in a row, but what seems like the third week in a row, Um third time in four weeks. Yeah, there you go. And He's, finally, he got fined. But really made a name man. for himself. Yeah. Right. Who would you go after this time? Wasn't it McTavish? No, Ma- no McTavish. Zegras. Zegras. Yeah, I think it was Trevor Zegras. Yeah. Okay, so at least he didn't go after you know Getzlav or some other big guy on the team. Yeah. No. At least but this he time he went after, after a rookie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, so he's gonna have like, gets left going after him. That's yeah. for sure.
1: What a weird go to move, also. Like, how, how long has he been in the league now? Like, oh, at least 10 years. 10 years, yeah, yeah. But that's what he's been practicing. In and on, on his 11th season, he goes, You know what? Time to start slew footing people. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a weird, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it would be one thing if it's like Marchand or someone who'd had like a reputation of doing chippy things his whole career. Where the hell did this come from?
0: Or if Suban was like, on a tear of, like, only going after people that deserve it, like Marchand or, like, Wilson or whatever. Yeah. But he's, like, Reeves. Who the fuck was the Luchich. second guy? Yeah. Lucic. Oh, right, yeah, Lucic. Reeves, Lucic, Zegres.
1: What <laughs> even is Even the first year. Even the first two, I almost get it. Like, Reeves isn't dirty, but I get it if Reeves maybe threw a big hit on one of their players and Subban decided, I'm going to – Take care of this. Or if Lucic this. did the same thing and he you know, decides I'm going to go after him. And him and Lucic have a pretty long history from their rivalry back when they were with Boston and Montreal. So that I, I can even – I can fathom how that would happen. Yeah, Nine years but ago, Seagrass?
2: this guy, It's unfathomable. It, it is
0: preposterous. <laughs> yeah, that inner devil's
2: yeah. coming out of Suva. Yeah, the bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> a Rebel trial. Yeah. Speaking of things that are preposterous – your Calder Trophy winner was sent down to the Laval Rocket and just s- in time for photo day, where he looked and less and than so impressed. And so was yours. <laughs> hey, hey, shut up.
1: <laughs> you know what? I'll say this. I don't think He's I've on ever, his way back up, though. I don't think I ever said he was going to win the Calder Trophy. I just said he was going to win the Calder. What I meant was the Calder Cup. That's, <laughs> right, that's right. what I was talking <laughs> right, about. Right, right, right. No, but the, he, he'll be back up. It's just a yeah. conditioning stint. It's not like they've sent him down there for the season and told him, you're not NHL ready yet. He it's just
2: needs just n- no, it's it's not a conditioning stint. He was sent down.
1: He's yeah, like he was yeah, sent down. Conditioning.
2: To, no, are you familiar with like what a conditioning stint is? Yeah, you send him down for a few games. You call him back up later. <laughs> no, a conditioning stint is when you're injured. Oh. When you come back from injury. Oh, yeah, you play a few games. I didn't to know kind that of,
1: was like a requirement. I thought you just go. Hey, you need some conditioning. <laughs> Get down there. Now, they're sending him down there because
2: he's been playing like trash. Yeah, he was sent down. Like, he wasn't... Yeah, he, he,
1: but he's going to
2: get called back up pretty quick. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. next year. I, no, but no, it, no. <laughs> He's going to come back Same with Mason off. McTavish. No, he,
1: he just needs to get a little confidence. I think he'll get some more playing time down there.
2: He needs to get a bit bigger. He needs to work on his shot. He needs to... We're going to speed a little bit, too. He's yeah. getting a little bit behind he'll the play. He'll do that. And then next week, he'll come
1: back and it will be fine. Next week.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I think I think he needs at least a year in the AHL. Uh, last year was a fluke. A year.
0: Yeah. Hey, just think. Think he, about it, man. If he's, he's like, in the AHL for a year, he can win the Calder next year. It's fine. Uh, did he hit?
2: Yeah, I guess. You have to hit, was it 10 games? 25. 20 f- 25 <laughs> games? Are you <laughs> yeah. serious? Yeah, yeah, it is 25. Jesus. And okay. playoffs don't count, do they? Nope. nope. No. That's how Bennington was a rookie for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> <The list>. Yeah. <laughs> Um yeah. So he he'll, he'll be fine. He'll he'll come back eventually, but I I think he should be down there for at least a year. Yeah. You know, may, prove himself down there. How about your uh Calder prediction yeah. there? Yeah, Sophie is also down there. Yeah. But he was sent down for a conditioning stint cuz he was injured and then when he came back, they wanted him to play a few games, get caught up to game speed. And now, the idea is that he's going to join the team again kind of next week or the week after. Sure. But conditioning again, stint. I'm I'm not convinced that he's going to have that great of a season. I mean, I thought earlier in the season, you know, there was there made sense when we had no idea what the teams were going to look like. But now that we've seen him play there a little bit, of course he got injured. Now he's playing in San Diego. Who knows? I hope he comes back up and he lights it up, but we won't know for sure. That's all right. My pick is a backup who is not playing as much because Bobrovsky is lighting it the frick up. Yeah. <laughs> so easy to say, we all kind of missed the mark on the Calder, but the Calder is probably the hardest one to know because, like rookies, you really have no idea. Yeah. Should have yeah, just
0: went with Kuznetsov.
2: Yeah, you probably would have been more accurate guessing Evgeny Kuznetsov for every single one. By the way, yeah. yeah, we had to we had to talk this guy down from the ledge from just saying Evgeny Kuznetsov for every trophy there was. <laughs> what is your what is your like obsession with Evgeny Kuznetsov?
0: I have no clue. I just I just love Russian players apparently and cocaine. <laughs>
2: My mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> sorry, no, the, oh, He loves gosh. Russian players who love cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't right. love cocaine. No, no, no.
1: Tyler would never.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, not during the podcast, man. Damn it. Man. I'm sorry. Damn it.
1: <laughs> I feel Jesus. like this is like when, when you're in middle school hanging out with friends and someone's mom would call and everyone would just scream just the most absurd yeah. shit. Pass the weed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, put your clothes on. What are
2: you doing? Yeah. What? I had an infamous, with my fr- infamous one with my friends once where they told me to take my sunglasses off. <laughs> stupid wait what <laughs> yeah i got a phone. we used to play um i used to play spring league basketball in north vancouver so it would take us like an hour and a half to get up there after school and like an hour and a half to get back right right and uh and so you know when we were we would go out there you know our parents would call us hey you know how'd the game go we need to be home. Blah, blah blah and one time we were in the in the car on the way back and i answered the phone from my mom all my buddies you started yelling that stuff right and then one guy said take your glasses off like that was something that was funny <laughs> and it just ended up being an inside joke with us for years hey <laughs> A- hey, take your sunglasses off. It's always sunny in Doucheville. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah.
1: that's what got me when you said that. I was like, wait, take your. Is there like a reference? Yeah, I'm does, not getting there. Yeah, right. it doesn't make
2: any sense. But that's why. That's why it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I ever played basketball competitively was in that that league. I miss it.
1: I would have laughed if that was the thing your mom took exception to, too. she was like, you're wearing sunglasses right now? I'm all
2: right with you smoking weed in someone's car, but that's where I draw the line. (laughs) It is 5 p.m. in April. No sunglasses. No. (laughs) Not in my house. May at the earliest. (laughs) Yeah all right back to the hockey news um two teams going in wildly different directions and seeming to not stop the carolina hurricanes at time of recording are still undefeated at nine oh and oh that is an eight i know no, but they're they nine oh and zero. they won tonight <laughs> oh
1: sorry sorry my my bad sorry.
2: <laughs> <Shit>. um <laughs> and the arizona coyotes are Oh, nine and one. Um, so, you know, these are two extremes. You know, we don't see teams start this hot this, uh, this many times, um, but I do believe it was 2013 when the Chicago Blackhawks started the season 21 and 0.
1: What?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Usually I'm the one that comes up with old obscure stats that no one believes. Yeah. What? They went 21 games without even going so much as losing an overtime. No, no I, I think it, it was, was
0: 21 games where they had
2: gotten a yeah, point, point. Yeah, that's right. That's okay,
1: right, that right, right, makes yeah. more sense. Let me try. That yeah, is much see. more believable than they went a quarter of the way into the season. No,
2: it wasn't. It, it wasn't even that because it was a condensed season. So it was like they went halfway through the season because it was the oh, it was the lockout shortened season. No,
1: okay, that so 2012. Okay, yeah. If. It is the lockout season, and you're right. The San Jose Sharks, I believe, also went that season and only lost two games at home. That's my old obscure stat where everyone goes,
2: (laughs) what? How did you know that, Marcus?
1: (laughs) Hey, I'm good with these kinds of things.
2: Google. Yeah, the Chicago (laughs) Blackhawks. Yeah,
1: before this podcast, I was like, hey, what were stats from the lockout season, just in case (laughs) Jake brings it up?
2: Um. Yeah, so March 1st, 2013, the Chicago Blackhawks are off to the best 20-game start in NHL history. They're the only team in league history to get points in each of their first 20 games. But in terms of where they rank among the best-ever 20-game segments, regardless of where they occur in the season, they're a step behind the best. So,
1: Mm.
2: yeah, no team has won 20 games in a row.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. The
2: record is seventeen consecutive wins, which was done by the Pittsburgh Penguins in nineteen ninety two, nineteen ninety-three. Mm. I was on that team. And the, <laughs> the Blackhawks uh run of twenty games, they were seventeen oh and three. So they went wow. Seventeen wins, three overtime losses. Uh,
0: that was that's kind of that's nuts. I was on that team too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And
1: pretty good. When you were on the penguins, the first line was Lemieux Yager berlinson
2: yep Uh, anyway yeah i'm like 60 now (laughs) have you guys seen the uh the first line for the arizona coyotes this season
1: (laughs) well i saw it for the last game yeah
2: yeah what do you remember what it was
1: i only remember the center you're joking i i remember oh sorry and the right winger
2: okay all right here we go yeah
1: I don't remember the left wing. I remember their bottom line left-winger yeah. was Anton Roussel. Yeah,
2: their first line was Jay Bigel, Louis Erickson, and Lawson Cross. What a line. Yeah, that's their first line. Well, no wonder they haven't won in 10 games. And somehow
1: on the same team, Phil Kessel is on the third line. And Clayton Keller <laughs> didn't yeah, crack. he's on the second. Oh, Some what weird a, things going on out in the desert. What a team.
2: Yeah. Somehow Phil Kessel hasn't been traded yet. I have no idea how.
1: That was the other thing I was going to bring up earlier. should trade Clayton Keller while they're at it
2: too. I'd Wait. love to see him in Vancouver. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I'd like that. But what, earlier I was going to say that you um, you brought up how Bettman brought a American franchise to Canada. Yeah. That's because the Thrashers were maybe the only team that was considered more of a poverty franchise than Arizona was.
2: Yeah, like, well, the situation in Atlanta is really in-depth, and it has to do with a lot of weird situations revol- revolving around their rent situation and how they prioritize money in the wrong places. That sounds so, like a familiar story. Yeah.
0: We should bring the Thrashers back. I miss them.
1: Expansion or just relocation? relocation? Expansion. not right. relocating the so, Coyotes. Uh, give them have their anything. third team.
2: Yep. What would you call them? The Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> and we're getting Danny Haley on that team. Oh, my bad. It wasn't Kroos. It was Beagle, Erickson, and Ladd.
1: Oh, okay. That's way better. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. The second line was Lawson, Kroos, uh, Hayton, and Keller. Are you sure that was the second line? Yeah. Yeah. That was the second line. It sounds Jeez. like a first line, but that was the second line. And well, it, then it Yashkin, sound like first Larson, line, and Kessel were the third line, and the Roussel, Fisher, and O'Brien were the fourth.
0: That sounds like you have three fourth lines and a second and a half line.
1: Yeah. I think they should have just kept Roussel on the first line and kept that chemistry that those three have. You know, they're they're so phenomenal when they play together. Roussel, Beagle, and Erickson. Great yeah. fourth line. Yeah, phenomenal.
2: Sounds like a first line to me in Arizona. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would love Man. to see
0: Keller in Vancouver, but uh, that would just bring our average height down even more than we already are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we He's are like, a short team. He is like also what five What are you guys nine. talking
2: about? The average height of the Canucks is like probably I would say about six foot four just because Tyler just Myers, because Myers? <laughs> he just like skews the graph.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he brings the average up, but Hughes Highmore, yeah, up until Mott, <laughs> up until two days ago. Rowland. Yeah. These they're a short are, team for yeah. sure. Yeah.
2: Speaking of tall people, Pekka Rene, <laughs> he's back in the news. <laughs> Pekka It's an, it was announced by the Nashville predators that they are going to retire his number. And I am thrilled by this news. February 24th, they're going to have a retirement ceremony for him. They're going to raise number 35 to the rafters. And I, I just I couldn't be more excited. I'm so happy for this guy. He's going to be the first player in, in franchise history to get his number retired.
1: Yeah. The first meaningful banner in franchise history too.
2: All right. I, I was, I was going to say it's crazy. The things Nashville will put up in the ceiling. But like, <laughs> I, I swear to God, I, I can't bring anything about this team out without you. Dude, they're it. literally
1: I, raising a banner. Of course, we're going to jump on you. Yeah, but it's for a
2: good reason. Like yeah, it's
1: for like, the first time ever, it's for a good reason. I'm surprised Carrie Underwood's banner
2: hasn't been raised.
1: <laughs> hottest hockey wife yeah,
2: no, she's she's gonna sing the national anthem of the states while they're raising a finnish goal he's a name <laughs> yeah. yeah but no, yeah no I'm, I'm excited
0: i'm excited for any
2: yeah it's, it's cool right yeah. and and i think that a this fan. this happening opens up the conversation for what they're going to do with weber
1: you mean whether to retire him or not well, how, Yeah. how long was he a pred
2: he was a pred for almost 15 years i think it was 13 or 14
1: jesus his career is way longer than i realized it was he
2: was drafted in 2003
1: and did he did he play in his draft plus one year
2: uh, i i believe he was seventh defenseman kind of oh, thing. okay but yeah. in, but he joined the lineup i think in 0506 after the lockout mm. or borrow 607 whichever whenever it was but regardless i mean he was the captain for years he was the backbone of that team for years um he was the first Real, you know, franchise player they ever had. Um, you know, he he meant a lot to that team. He was the reason why I started cheering for that team, um, and I think for a lot of people. So I think that this Pekka Rene having his number retired is going to start that conversation of should Weber get his number retired in Nashville. And I know that conversation was going to be coming. Yeah. And you know what? Let me put this to our listeners. Um, we're gonna put out a poll, and we'd love to get your opinion whether or not you think the Nashville Predators should retire. Weber's number and I mean you can you can flame me all you want about whether or not it's another meaningless banner in the stands or in the rafters or oh, whatever we will. we will but I really want to know the 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 honest truth of whether you think this guy deserves to have his number retired in Nashville because we all know it's not getting retired in Montreal in a no way he's only there yeah. for two years or three years or whatever it was actually no, a little closer to than five that. yeah yeah it was closer to five years which is crazy to me that it was that long but this yeah. is
1: why I think more teams should do what the Canucks have done. And I don't say that sentence a lot, but uh, where the Canucks have the ring of honor, where it's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, a way to celebrate players that weren't quite at that level of like, no one can wear your number again, but still something where you want a permanent tribute to them in your arena.
2: I think right? the difference here though is, is that Weber was, like, had he not been traded, it would be no question this guy would get his number retired, right? But he was traded. Right. Right. And I think that the Ring of Honor is more like a player who wasn't good enough. Like th- there was no point in their career where you're like, yeah, they should retire this guy's number. It's just a player that's like a, a a big piece of the of the team.
1: But would this change your mind if because there have been rumblings about this if they put Luongo in the Ring of Honor, would that change your mind? Because he's a player who I think walked that line like a tightrope of should they retire his number or not?
2: No, I, because well, you go ahead. Yeah, you 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 chime in.
1: I don't think they should retire anybody's number. In Nashville or in the NHL? In the NHL. Oh, my. Wow. That's a...
0: At at the end of the day, number's a number. (laughs) You could retire somebody's name, throw his name up on a banner, but what if some kid growing up, his favorite number is this. He's been this his entire life, and now he can't have it on this team because somebody better had that number. What if in the future, every number gets freaking retired? Well, Will, they did a whole yeah. Futurama episode on that. Exactly. It's yeah, a, a
2: good point. It's yeah. like,
0: how many numbers can you retire? What if Edmonton's got a bunch of numbers retired? They go to three digits eventually. They're going to have McDavid's
2: number retired eventually. They, I see, I see they what you mean there. They yeah. retire Dreisaitl's number in the future. I see what you mean, right? Like it, like Shea Weber inspired me to follow that team. And yeah. I was young enough that he made an impression on me. What if I had picked the number six? Yeah. You know. And what if the number six was my number? And I wore that number all the way up, and I made it to the NHL. And I got drafted by the team that I was a fan of, and then I can't wear the number. Well, like, you, it would be like a tribute to that player. But yeah, I yeah see but, what then, you're but then
1: you do exactly what Ed, the most famous example I think is what Gretzky did. He spent his whole life idolizing Gordy Howe, and when he got to the NHL, he wasn't even playing on Howe's team. But number nine, well, he knew was going to be retired out of respect. He didn't want to take the number, so he picked ninety-nine. Well, now you can't have months. either. Well, yeah, now you can't. <laughs> But that's just it. Then you, you find some other number that means something to you or you find something fun to do with it, right?
0: Yeah, I just think it's going to get to a point where there's going to be so many numbers retired where it's just like, does it even really mean anything anymore?
1: That, But that's the thing. I don't think it means any less, right? Because it's not like they're retiring less significant players' numbers, right? You get You get what I mean? Like, it's not like we're starting to retire everyone just eventually there's going to be enough phenomenal groundbreaking game-changing players that are going to be worthy of that status right and i really think the answer is just you add a third digit to the back of jerseys
0: that sounds like a horrible idea yeah well (laughs) well, we're
1: talking about a long ways in the future here but i mean what else are you going to do like start taking numbers out of retirement or just retire
2: none no more. more selective on who you retire like the, mo- like, the team with the most numbers retired, I don't know who they are. It's probably, probably like Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, I would right? think. What do they have? 15, 20? Right? Yeah. They still leave 70 numbers or 80 numbers, you know? Like, yeah. Well, Kerry Price's numbers can get retired. Yeah, probably. I, I
1: think you have to retire that number. Oh, I-, I would be pretty upset if they didn't retire it. I think mm-hmm. they have to for sure.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, we- we'll leave it up to you guys. What do you think? We'll leave the question as this. Do you think Shea Weber should have his number retired at all? And if so, should it be in Nashville? Which obviously, that's... no. I, I think that's...
1: I'm not going to put that in the poll. I well, think I, we uh, should just keep it. Should his number be retired? I think we know that it's going to not be retired by Montreal.
2: Anyway, yeah. Let us know what you guys think.
1: One I always kind of wondered about is Brad Marchand. If Boston would ever retire his number. Well, if you're
0: retiring Marchand's number, you have to retire... Chara's number And you have to retire Freaking Bergeron's, Bergeron's number, number yeah. yeah
2: There's a few guys That you'd have to do there Krug Or it's not <laughs> Krug <Rask. laughs>
1: I, I wouldn't be retiring Krug Tim uh, Thomas um, I wouldn't even say Rask As much Not right? as much Yeah Right Stuff like, Yeah
2: Speaking of players Who are going to get Their numbers retired Sidney Crosby He um, He was out for the To begin the season Came back for one game Yeah he's back And then contracted COVID Oh he's gone Yeah <laughs> So good thing uh, I didn't draft him in my fantasy. Yeah. And also another you know, salt in the wound for Pens fans—they're sitting last in the Metro right now. Yeah,
0: that is a tough division.
2: Yeah, I mean they always—they've been a good division for years. And but now, uh,
0: now the Rangers are playing well. The Devils are playing well. Well, better, yeah, better. So it's just like you have to win these games, especially early on in the season, and you don't have any of your players. Your whole exactly. team is hurt. Well,
1: yeah. you have to look at what the Penguins are too. They've been, I don't know if you want to call them a dynasty or not. I know there's the big debate on whether or not you should or shouldn't, but you know, they've had a lot of cups with kind of this core or part of what's left of this core. Um, every dynasty falls, right? I, I don't think you can look at the Penguins and really even necessarily be frustrated or angry that they're losing. That's that's the life cycle of a hockey team. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they've disappointed their fans, I think, by any means. Most fan bases would kill to have had the success that Pittsburgh's had in the last decade. Right? But it's just that time. I, I just think they're... I, I know it's been a long time since anyone said this, but I think it's probably time Pittsburgh starts the beginning stages of their rebuild.
0: I don't think they're ready for it yet. No? I think they still have enough good pieces. They just need them all to come back. (laughs) Wow, that's fair. They're all all hurt right now. Once they come back, the team's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I hate the Penguins, so that was hard to say. But
2: (laughs) Spoken like a true Caps fan.
0: I'm a fan of a lot of teams. I'm also not a fan of a lot of teams.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're kind of the guy where it's like, You take every team in the NHL and you put them in different piles. Teams that you like and teams that you don't. There's no middle team for you, is there? There's no team you're
1: just okay with. Like, you got a reason for liking them or a reason for not liking
2: them. I want to play a game.
1: Okay. (laughs) All right, we're playing a game.
2: Let's start off easy. Let's start off easy, okay? Okay. Florida Panthers. Like. (laughs) Philadelphia Flyers. Like. Minnesota Wild. Hate. (laughs) You're just picking jerseys in this room? No. (laughs) buffalo sabers oh, oh there you go i stumped them with that one hate oh okay la kings there's a middle team hey, hey we okay. found one we right. I, right. Right. I don't, okay. I don't hate
0: the kings i don't i don't necessarily love the kings they're kind of in the middle okay.
2: okay we found one all right uh, the next team i was going go with the seattle Kraken.
0: well i just i can't hate them yet <laughs> yes. They haven't done anything yet. He's like But I don't stay like tuned. Them. Stay do tuned. They do have though. Giordano so they are cleaning on the bottom.
2: Right, okay. Is bald head Stay tuned me. though. He's gonna hate them pretty soon. yeah <laughs> He'll let us know when he hates and
0: them. the Islanders are another team where I'm kinda in the middle on. Really? I don't I like Islanders like fans, but like I don't hate the Islanders. I think I I like fans are. got way too bad
1: of a reputation.
0: I like Matt Martin and Kyle Clutterbuck and Suzekas. So their fourth line. It's <laughs> my favorite line in hockey. Is yeah. the Islanders fourth line?
2: Yeah, they need a name for that line. Islanders like you know how you know in Boston they have like the Perfection Line. Mm-hmm. Well, the, in, in the Imperfection yeah. Line. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's pretty good. I do. That's like awesome. That. The Imperfection Line. <laughs> That's good. Anyway, um, what do you guys say we uh we jump into the inbox?
1: Damn, I'm not What's used that? to that yet. <laughs>
2: Uh, We got a few questions this week, so thank you so much to everyone who sent us questions. And unfortunately, we won't be able to get to all of them, but hopefully at some point in the episode, we were able to cover your questions. Um, But uh, let's go ahead and answer one here. What does the package out of Vegas have to be to beat the Calgary package for Eichel?
1: Well, obviously, you're going to have a first-round pick in there.
2: Yeah, let's assume that all the picks are the same.
1: Okay, so there's a first, a former first,
2: so let's say like Nolan Patrick. So let's say, let's say like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, okay. All right. Well, come on. He's, he's about as good as Dylan Dubé, right? About as valuable right now. Maybe a little okay. bit more, but okay. Which All is right. what I assume that that former first to be.
1: Okay. So it's Nolan Patrick.
2: A, a first future draft first. Pick. Yeah. Two okay. prospects.
1: Yeah. Two prospects, which will probably be like, you'd want to think like tier prospects mm-hmm. probably might make the NHL, might not.
2: Sven Berchi and Derek Pouliot. <laughs> <laughs> those
1: would be F ranked.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sandbags. Those are not
1: mid tier <laughs> prospects. Those are anchors.
2: All right, so we, we can glance over that, but yeah. let let's focus so on who's this. That one big player. Yeah. What's or what's what's the value that adds up to Matt Kachuk?
1: Yeah, you got to think of like kind of a relatively young high. Octane or high-skilled player on that team. See, they just don't have that like what are they trading mark stone? No, no, no that that would be a useless trade for Buffalo. I think
0: I was thinking that you're probably looking along the lines of someone like Shay Theodore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a good pick. He's a solid defenseman He's got the same kind of value that Matt Kachuk would have
0: Yeah See, the only thing that would kind of steer me away from that is Buffalo has so many good young defensemen that they kind of need someone to fill in in the offense because mm-hmm. so Jeff Skinner is just not getting it done. Yeah, no. But when you're looking at Vegas's lineup, they don't have that young go-getter. They're a lot, their team is a lot older. And their second line, all their players on their second line, individually, I don't know how much trade value they'd have. Like the Carlson...
2: That's who I was Smith, thinking.
0: with Marsha show you'd have to trade the whole line.
2: Well, I was thinking Carlson. You know? Like, he had that really good season, so he's shown flashes he can be more. And maybe in Buffalo he'll get more ice time. He'll play with some different players. Maybe he can come back to that form. That's why I was thinking William yeah. Carlson would be that piece. And then maybe you throw in another sweetener. Maybe there's like Carrier or something. like an, Like a solid NHL player. You can just throw in the deal.
1: I was going to say Krebs, actually. Like Carlson and Krebs. And that Krebs. was going to be my answer. Either sure. that or even maybe Alex Tuck even could go in there. Yeah,
2: there'd be a lot. I mean, if he's in Carlson and Tuck, but... Yeah. But, hey, or even, but even
1: Tuck and Krebs, right? Like there's... Hmm. They, really, at the end of the day, Buffalo wants young, talented players because they're not making a cut push this year or next year, the year after that. They're building for five, six years from now, right? They need yeah. players hitting their peak Five or six years from now,
2: well, see, I actually don't totally agree with you on that. No, I think they're trading for players that have high market value that they can flip to other places. Like, let's say, okay. let's say they get back Carlson and Tuck, or Carlson and Krebs, or Marciazo so and whatever. Like, let's just say they get back two pieces, right? Yeah, they could flip both of those to contending teams for. Value right like okay a, a Two firsts out of Vegas is worth less Than a first out of Vegas and a first set of I don't know who's a, who's a team that might make the play Calgary Let's say right. Like, you, you'd probably Rather have them spread out Rather than both from Vegas who's probably Going to be a solid team At least come playoff time
0: I think With Buffalo you're looking for a few players That have been dropped on their head So, <laughs> so that they actually sign a Contract <laughs> to stay there yeah. but uh
2: Whatever it is, it's just a matter of time. Something's going to happen.
0: And I can't wait to break the news when it does. Did you say something about the time, (laughs) Jake?
2: Did you say something about the news, Tyler?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, speaking of time and news. It's
2: it's time time for Tyler's Surprise Surprise Headline. Headline. It's Tyler's Surprise Headline! Oh, yeah. All
0: right. This one's not as much funny as is the other ones but oh, okay. uh, interesting to say the
2: least oh, okay. and it, another Tyler Surprise anecdote and <laughs> and we
0: are um, uh-huh. we're we're not in the USA this time we are also uh-huh. not in Canada oh. we oh. made our way to Thailand oh. <laughs> woman cut rope holding painters 26 floors high <laughs> what <laughs> So you know how they have yeah. the scaffolding that like hangs on the side of the buildings so for people that are doing like maintenance work. Yeah, or yeah. Window washing. Uh, well, this well, lady was uh very upset that nobody told her that they were working outside of her window.
1: <laughs> so, so she uh, killed
0: them? You murdered them. <laughs> no, so she cut the rope, which didn't kill them, but it did strand them on the twenty-sixth floor <laughs> hanging outside. <laughs>
1: Wait, wait, wait. So what? What was this rope supporting?
0: It was supporting their scaffolding, but they were also hooked on via their harness to a, a
2: support line.
1: Okay, okay. I'm, so I'm visualizing it now. Yeah. Okay,
2: so the scaffolding was what gave. Yeah. but They were still. So they dangling, dangling there. <laughs> yeah. So
0: now she is being charged with attempted murder. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I would hope so. All because
0: she was angry that nobody told her they were painting. Wow. wow. Yeah.
1: That's See now that's that that hits home for me because I work for a painting company. Like like an industrial painting company. I could not imagine a resident being like, I didn't approve these touch-ups. <laughs> Snips your cable harness.
2: <laughs> hey. These guys are sitting there, you know, they're paying. Hey, you, uh, you see the game the other night? Oh, yeah, that was close. Oh, and now we're fucking yeah. trapped hanging from the side of this building. <laughs> like, hey, I did see the game. You notice the floor is gone? <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Imagine like, be.
0: oh God, like I, for my work, I use scissor lifts and boom lifts and stuff all the time. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> <laughs> we've done scissor lift training and harness training and whatnot. So we've actually hung from our harnesses uh, from the, like the ceiling or whatever, just to cool. kind of know what it feels like. Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. No, it if, doesn't feel nice. If you are a male, you're, um, yeah, your are NADS. <laughs> your are NADS get a little crunched up and it hurts. If you're there mm. for a while, it sucks. It's designed to save your life, not feel nice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I can only imagine what these guys were going through. Yeah. And uh yeah they're probably really uh really happy that they're
1: back walking on the ground that's yeah, for sure. The other thing you said this was like an older lady, right?
0: Yeah, she was in her uh early 50s. Okay, early fi- that's that's not
1: as bad as I thought. I still I would.
2: You pictured like a ninety-year-old woman going,
1: "I was out there, yeah, <laughs> climbing up what, what, onto the
2: roof what I was, with a pair she, of like tin, ha- like <laughs>
1: she's hanging out the
0: window with their garden shears, <laughs> yeah."
1: <just. laughs> what I was gonna say is, I hope she knew what rope she was cutting. She didn't think she was cutting their cable harnesses off either, right? Like oh. you got to think if you're I cutting think the she rope. Was, I
0: think this was intent. She was what, going for. She was yeah, going like, what for was, it was
1: all. her plan? like, so, was like she, she, she cut trying to murder the them? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, was she just trying to scare them by taking out the scaffolding? (laughs) Or did she cut the wrong rope and go, damn it, they're still up there? (laughs) I think she was just, well, like, the thing is, if she would have
0: cut the rope being under them, she wouldn't have been able to cut
2: their support line because they would have been attached above. I'm thinking maybe she thought that there was like another rope that would have just like gently dropped them to the ground. Not no, the- like,
0: I'm sending a message. You guys should die. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> Try painting outside my house. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, I ain't get no announcement. What is this garbage? <laughs> and speaking of lack of announcements, that's going to do it for this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us. Um, again, I'm Jake. This is Tyler and Marcus. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast. Um, if you want to catch more of our content, we stream on Twitch now uh we try to stream every wednesday and uh some fridays but we won't be going live this friday the day of this episode's drop because we are going to the vancouver canucks versus nashville predators oh yeah we are yeah
1: man i'm excited for that
2: so if you guys will be there on what is it friday november 5th let us know we'd uh we'd love to link up with some of you guys
1: absolutely you want to chirp a preds fan this is your chance
2: <laughs> or you want to get chirped by a preds fan this is your chance
1: it's not as threatening as it sounds. He's got don't bad germs. But, <laughs> <worry. laughs> but, <to, laughs>
2: but to those who don't want to be insulted publicly, you can always email us at vancouverboyshockey at gmail dot com. You can uh, find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch at Vancouver boys podcast, as well as now we are on YouTube, uh, Vancouver Boys Podcast, and you can also find us on Twitter at vancouverboys underscore. Uh, this has been a fun episode. Yes, it has. It has. It always is. Again, you can find us on Twitch. um It's a lot of fun. So come swing by. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it th- for this one. Uh, episode 30 in the books. 30 of these suckers now, hey? That's right. Wow. Halfway to 60. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be weird when we hit a year.
1: Yeah, that'll be in about half a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a few
2: episodes away from that, I guess. Yeah, we'll get there. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. <laughs> watch us on Twitch!